There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Story Corner, from the Gruffalo to the Hunger Games and beyond. Joining us in the studio now is the author of children's picture book, Mirrors Curly Hair, Mariam El Sokal, who would like me to also emphasize the fact that it is, it is her debut book as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. So I've seen this book. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, but there's also a connection that I discovered after the fact that I had actually read it. I'd spoken to you, wanted you to come on the show. And then I found out after the fact that your manuscript for this children's picture book was actually the result of something that you did at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. Yes, um, I um, I attended a workshop um, two years ago, in 2017, and um, the result of that workshop, which was run by um, an amazing author, Tamsin Murray, was this book, and uh, was the manuscript for this book, and she encouraged me to uh, send it out to a publisher, and I did, and I'm, I think I'm just lucky that I got the response like 12 weeks later that they accepted it and they would like to uh, to go ahead with it. So it's great. That's basically the dream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I guess I just was uh, really lucky. So before you went to the workshop, did you know in your mind what you wanted to write or did the workshop kind of get, give you the idea? Well, truthfully, I had um, I had no idea what was coming out of it, which was, I think, when we when we go into these things, uh, it's really important to have an open open mind, and uh, not constrain yourself into and putting yourself in a box and thinking, you know, this is what I want to write. So you just explore and um, and and let you know let your creativity take over and and see where it takes you, and take a risk, I guess. So Mira's curly hair, for those of us who are listening and haven't read your book yet, I mean, it's just been published, hasn't it? Yes, yeah. Uh, it came out in the States on the 1st of April and then rolled um, out in the UK and Ireland and Australia and New Zealand, but not in Dubai yet, but it's coming. It's coming. When is it coming? Um, as, as soon as my publisher gets um, a distributor. It'll be here. Okay. So I feel very lucky then that I have had a chance to have a look at this beautiful book. Um, and so I'm familiar with it. But for any listeners who are not, please explain this wonderful story. Okay. So um, the 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 main idea behind the story is that uh, Mira has, um, the, the main character, has curly hair. And she's um, young and she's, she's just new to the world. And she just sees, you know, her curly hair as a nuisance. And the only person she always sees all the time is her mother. And her mother has very smooth and soft and, you know, just straight hair. And she wants to her hair to behave the same way. So um, she starts doing things like, you know, trying to weigh her hair down with books. That's one of my on favorite parts. <laughs> yes. And, those, um, and then she realizes that uh, at the end of the book, there's a twist where she just realizes how lucky she is to have the curly hair because nothing is actually as it seems. You know, I don't want to burn the end of the book. but <laughs> Okay, I'll try not to spoil it then because I kind of wanted to. But um, the thing that I find interesting, radio is a very, um, I mean, we can't see you, our listeners can't actually see you, but Mariam actually has very curly hair herself. Yes. I mean, I'm guessing this was kind of an inspiration. Yes, yes, it was. It was. And I um having uh having my daughter be so discouraged because of her hair, um, I, I just thought, 
you know, okay, let me just give you the ending of the book. The mother turns out to have really curly hair. And just to see, you know, um, my kind of influence on her and what she perceives and what she sees really moved me. And I thought this is, um, you know, it's important for her to see that uh, she's not very different than anyone else. But this must be a wonderful theme. And I think the content of this book is going to be so successful for a lot of young people, um, a lot of teens, a lot of people in different countries around the world and different cultures who, again, are perhaps looking at fashion and the majority of fashion as probably white and uh, straight hair. I mean, it, it, there's so much diverse diversification, I think, in fashion now that's, that's not fair, but in general. So, and I think, you know, when you're in a mixed school and all of that too, and I even hear it from my friends who have curly hair, they're forever trying to straighten it. You're like, what is your problem? It's the other way around for me. And it's so, um, I, I used to straighten my hair when I was younger or even when before I had my, my kids and, and um and it was such a struggle to keep that image of the straight hair when you have kids and you're, you're, you know, you're you're feeding and you're you're doing all the motherly duties that you have to do, but also look presentable and look nice. And and just being a mother is so exhausting. <laughs> but uh, but there's something very liberating by just embracing your true self. And, but when and did just being, curly hair not become acceptable? I I I have I really I think it's can't, wonderful. I, I can't remember, but. Growing up, all everything I saw on the newspapers or in the magazines was straight hair, straight hair, and that was, you know, that's what you saw, and that, and that was what ended up on the cover of magazines, and that's what you thought was uh, acceptable or or, or desirable or, or desirable, yes. yes, or fashionable. So yeah, so I think that was just kind of grilled in our in our brains, and just really, really, it's 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 the visual things that we see. And um, I think that's where it came from. But lately, I see I see there's there's kind of like a hair movement going on. I, if I could say that, yes, there, and it's there is, big and it's and bouncy. It's, <laughs> yes, it's big, it's bouncy, and it's curly, and it's coming for everyone. That's wonderful. <laughs> Um, so I, I thought as well when I was reading the book that there's that lovely moment where she realizes that you know her mom also has curly hair just just like her and there's that moment where she embraces it and it's really lovely but also throughout the description of the book the moment where it rains and the mother's hair actually turns curly again yes um they're walking outside and it's got very regional descriptions so you talk about like palm arish as well yes. and and it, it's nice to approach a children's picture book and to see things that we recognize you know walking around here was that really important for you writing this book? It was important for me to um, transcend the probably the, the, the preconception of, of 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 the region and the culture and everything um, that that we, we we identify with here and and just you know and what people perceive and just um, you know make it more accessible to people and and and. and just to bring a little bit of the culture into it. So we, we take walks, you know, we, we go on walks with the kids. We, we you know, we, we go out, we have parks. We, but it, it was important because the perception is that we, we're very guarded and we're very shielded and we live in these houses that with big walls and we never venture out of the, out of our walls, right, on the other side. But it was, it was more of um, introducing the culture in a not very in-your-face kind of way. And even um, when I wrote the story, I was kind of a, a, a bit um, 
um, anxious about the way it was going to be illustrated. But the illustrator did such an amazing job of, of not making the setting of my beautiful city of Dubai the main character. Right. It was such a beautiful, subtle backdrop to this kind of story. Where I mean, this story could be set anywhere. And that kind of talks um, a little bit about the multicultural um, reality of Dubai. Yeah, that that's exactly why when I read your book, I loved it. So your manuscript was a result of this week-long children's book writing workshop that you attended at the Emirates Airline Festival of Literature. And one of the things that you mentioned as well, because I'd, I'd like to talk briefly, we mentioned the illustrations, that they are they're so beautiful and they kind of transcend this idea that it's a picture book set in Dubai. I mean, like you say, it's kind of second to the story going on. Um, did you meet your illustrator? Because often writers don't. No, I actually, I haven't met her. I was surprised when I saw the uh, the first spreads and I was delightfully surprised. Um, Cause I, that's I, not always the case. It's not always the case. Yes, that's what I understand from from my my friends who have um, had published um, children children's books. But I was amazed at how well she captured the 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 story. And there's one um, spread in the book mm. where Mira has a look on her face, and um, it's amazing how she captured my daughter's look. It it's it just. I, I was I was blown away, um, but I think that just speaks to my publishers uh, and and how I have complete uh, faith in in their decisions. So how does that work? So do you present your manuscript to them? They take that. Do they have a meeting with you? Do you say, look, this is what I want out of the illustrations. This is how. This is my vision for the book. Um, I was uh, very very um, surprised first of all to hear from them. Um, I, I'd given in uh, the manuscript, and um, they said that uh, it was written on the website. And so this, I haven't actually met my publishers yet. This has all happened on email. Oh, this is wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, I've I've never had a meeting with them. Haven't really seen them. Um, just emails, and um, they they liked the book. They said we want to move forward with it. We did the editing. It took about eighteen months to actually get it to print, mm-hmm. um, but a. Um, much of that process, of course, was the illustrations, and um, um, I, I, I have no. I mean, I don't have a background in publishing, so I don't know how that process actually works. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they chose the illustrator from uh, the, the list of illustrations that they had, and it was perfect. It I was just. I think again, I was lucky that that everything just fell into place so beautifully isn't the illustrator from argentina yes i yes. think it's amazing rebecca Luciani, yes it, and and she captured it she the, the colors the 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 feel the look um, the interpretation of the words mira and her struggles throughout the book and what she was doing it was it was just amazing as much as it can be frustrating from what I've heard, and, and you mentioned you've heard as well from um, other people who've tried to work on children's books and haven't been able to meet the illustrator or, or make their own decision as to who illustrates their book. Yes, it can be frustrating, but also in this day and age, the fact that a publisher can arrange for an illustrator from Argentina while you're writing this book in Dubai and the story is from um, the opportunities for like cultural collaboration and for artists in different parts of the world to have opportunities to illustrate books from, you know, different countries. 
it's actually quite nice. It it is it it is, and and it and everyone draws in from their own culture. So she she brought in the 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 colors, um, and and just the the everything just worked so beautifully. Um, the way she illustrated it was just um, authentic. I think. And when we go back to the publisher, the publisher that you chose was this part of a recommendation from the program, the course you did. It and was, did you know you were always going to write a children's book? Was that was that well, on your mind? To the, well, I, I'll answer your second question. No, I had no idea okay. I was going to write actually a children's. I I love poetry. I'm a poet, and that's my passion, poetry. And uh, one of my greatest influences growing growing up was uh, Dr. Seuss. And I just thought if I would be writing anything for kids, it would be in this and in, 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 in homage to Dr. Seuss. But uh, as it turns out, I, I I went into this course and it was just it it was it was like putting a, a key into a lock and just twisting it and just like click. This is what I want to do. This is amazing. I could I and and I have a purpose. I have my kids. I could write for them, and they could see themselves. And as my publisher, I'm going to steal this from the publisher, but every child has uh, the right to see themselves in a book. So that's why uh, I, I'm, I'm taking this road. Yeah, and I think so many children will see themselves in this book and maybe not with the curly hair, but with some other issue as well. I think there's some beautiful life lessons within there that I can imagine children really and parents being so happy to use this book because it's more than just a story. It is more than just one story or, or a story for children. It's also a story for me when I wrote it. It was very therapeutic for myself also because I thought of um, how I was affecting my child and, and what I, how I saw myself and how I carried myself and how observant children are and how they wanted to emulate you as a parent because for the first years of their lives, you were all they see. They don't. They don't interact with anyone else, and and you are because you're their provider. You take care of them. You feed them. You bathe them. You, you know, you're their whole life. And what else, if we adore someone so much, we want to be like them, so that our children look at us and they observe us and they do draw conclusions from what they see. And I just have, well, my my um, goal moving forward is to write children's books that actually respect their minds. Because I don't want to, you know, you, you, we take them for granted and they can teach us so much. And and that is the, really the thing. I, I, I've learned so much from my kids uh, for the past 10 years. Um, it's amazing. And I would love to share it with the world. I found that the mark of the best children's books are you give them to a child and they're completely entertained and you give them to a grown up who has to read the same book over and over and over and over again to that child and they are still finding things in it and still being entertained themselves. This is a slightly random story and bit of book news that I found um, about how wonderful children's books can be and how helpful they can be to grown-ups. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a guy called uh, James Holzauer. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. He's a 35-year-old and he's won $1.2 million on TV trivia show Jeopardy. And he has a book-related secret that he shared with the New York Times very recently. He recommends picking up children's books to learn the basics of a variety of topics. 
So one of his secrets for winning like $1.2 million is read more children's books. He says, I found that in an adult reference book, if it's not a subject I'm interested in, I just can't get into it. I was thinking, what is the place in the library I can go to to get books tailored to make things interesting for uninterested readers? Boom, the children's section. Excellent. I think that is excellent and absolutely true. If you if your child is finding it hard to get through a book, I think, you know, for me, I love books. I've read books. I mean, I've been reading since I could, you know, decipher you mentioned the Dr. alphabet. Seuss. Yes, since I was like mm. really young and, and I'm an avid reader and I love reading books. I just go through a book in two days. It's just it's, you know, it's for me, I um, it's my passion. Reading is my passion. And if I cannot get through the first chapter of a book sometimes, I, I think life is short. Let mm-hmm. me put this down and find something that's <laughs> yes. actually interesting. <laughs> it, it is interesting to discuss whether people are, you know, stick with it till yeah. till the bitter end readers or whether they go with the, like, say, 50 page rule. So if they're not into it by 50 pages, that's a general rule as to, okay, put it down. I used to do, well, I, when when I encountered books that I, I couldn't get through, I'd read the last chapter, honestly, and then say, okay, this is intriguing. Let me read it. Let okay. me see what happens, how they get there. <laughs> At least you attempt the beginning before you read the last chapter. The number of people that I'm, I'm surprised to find actually start with the last page before they actually read the book. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Would you ever do that? Well, reading the last chapter just does kind of ruin some it of the books. It does ruin it in a way. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it I doesn't yeah. it. But I we don't think have, I'd approach it that way. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, but we have. But the thing is, now we have Goodreads and we have all these reviews, so you could actually look at the reviews and and you know. Um, uh, People might find a book that I find very interesting might not interest you or you or or anyone, you know, but it's just finding what clicks and what really speaks to your heart. Thank you, Mariam Al-Sakal, for joining us on Talking Books on Dubai I 103.8 to talk about your children's picture book, Mira's Curly Hair. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please let people know how they can get hold of your book. I know that it's not available in bookshops here in Dubai just yet, but can they get it online? Yes, you can find it on Amazon and on lantana.com, uh, the publishers. Okay, thank you very much. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.